Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tidewad Tech, episode 103, What We Did This Summer, recorded August 20th, 2012, and brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. That's right, almost exactly three months after we were last with you, uh, two, two months and three weeks, we're finally back. And uh, we don't really have anything to tell you about. No, that's not true. Rather than, than jump back in with uh, with a guest or something like that, we decided this week um, we would just fill you in on why we were gone for almost three months. We really did have a good reason for it. And uh, as you know, my name is Mark, and with me, as always, is the effervescent Mr. Sean Tightwad Keibel. Hi, Sean. Hey, it's great to be back. I was so excited uh, all day long. Uh, and, you know, we'll get into this uh, a little bit later in the show, but I've been so incredibly crazy busy lately, and I hadn't really given it too much thought. But today it was really on my mind, and I was like, ah, I can't wait till tonight and just get back on the mic. And so here we are back. Uh, back. Yeah, I, I was kind of feeling the same way. I started last night, uh, did the two shows that I do on Sunday, uh, and it was just, it was like uh, it was refreshing, you know, uh, I said in that show that uh, I do six shows a week, roughly thirty to forty hours between being on the on the air, so to speak, and doing the post production and all of that, and, and that can be a grind after a while. So I had been doing that for you know months on end, and when when I left in May, I was pretty beat down and not really enjoying this whole podcasting thing. I was doing it, but the joy had sort of been sucked out of it. But, you know, a couple of weeks after, I, away from it, I was ready to come back. A couple of more weeks after uh, being away from it, I was really missing it. So uh, I'm really happy to be back and, and looking forward to that 35-hour-a-week grind for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be wear on me again. You know, maybe that's it. Maybe we have to do like a, uh, you know, rather than like two years straight, you know, kind of do like a, every six months, take a, take a couple of weeks off or something. Yeah, because that, that's what, uh, something I was saying to somebody the other day was we had just commemorated two years without ever missing a show, and we, we sort of had a, a little mini party about that, episode 100, and then 101, and then 102, and we were, we were just rocking along there. Two years, we didn't miss a show. All right, we're going away now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it definitely is great to be back so uh i can't wait now you know this show uh we're kind of coming back the way we left right uh I, I went back and listened to our last episode just to kind of get that feel for where we left off right and uh, and also to you know do show note prep and everything and uh we're coming back the same way we left it's it's not a tech heavy show tonight no no it's not this is uh this is a very personal uh, show and some people will hate that and that's okay um you know I, I did get while we were gone uh it was interesting you could see sort of the timeline as people caught up on back episodes and uh they were you know they were uh um commenting and then like we'd been gone a month and then somebody would comment and say oh well, i hope everything's okay you guys haven't done a show in a while because uh, you know we're just finally catching up. Well, so we just gave everybody a chance to catch up. But we did. I did get a lot of emails and and tweets and things. You know, hope everything's okay. Hope the move is going well. And I, I want to say I appreciate the uh, the uh, words of encouragement there. But you know, and I also want to acknowledge the um, uh, shall we say less than encouraging feedback I got. People were uh, some were a little upset. Uh, a couple even decided to cancel their um, weekly. Uh, or monthly PayPal donations because and, and I can't say they're wrong on that right we stopped right. giving them the goods so right. you know I can't be mad about that we stopped producing stuff they stopped paying for it that's fine but uh, uh, I'm just here to say that I don't ever want to do that again I it was it was way longer than I wanted it to be uh, so we're uh, I'm happy to be back and don't plan to go away that long again <laughs> yeah well uh, that was uh, due to some rather extenuating circumstances. I know we covered all that on the front end uh, before we went off the air. So 
I don't think we really need to go too much into detail uh, with that stuff. I mean, maybe we'll touch on it a little bit. Uh, but uh, the title of the show is what we did this summer. So it's that time of year. Uh, t- literally today, as we record, uh, teachers at my district uh, came back to work. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it's that time. So uh, what do they do? You know, you get all the kiddos back next week. And what's the first thing they do is what did you do uh, this summer? So uh, we're going to make it that, that type of show. And uh, we've, we've been doing a lot, right, Mark? Uh, indeed, yeah. Before we get too far along, I just wanted to share a, an anecdote, which which happened tonight. You know, when you move, you you call out old stuff and you get new stuff. And um, we had this old uh, combo DVD VCR uh, that probably everybody had at one point in time, and it hadn't worked. I think a kid stuffed like a grilled cheese sandwich in it or something. It uh, hadn't worked in a while, so we threw that out. And when we got here, we bought a new Blu-ray DVD player. Um, you know, okay. there was a time when that would have been a big deal, but I think this was thirty dollars at Hobby Lobby, so it wasn't, you know, <laughs> wasn't a big deal at this point. Anyway, I hooked it up, and it has a built-in Netflix, uh, and so I was testing that tonight, and I wanted to see it in the, you know, the 1080p high def Netflix. Uh, so I pulled up uh, a Discovery Channel show because they're always, you know, great uh, uh, cinematography, and just just out of out of the blue, picked one that was uh, sea turtles. You know, it was about the life of a sea turtle, and this was as Discovery and and uh, um, National Geographic and all those sort of people are, are they tend to be like this. They were really over dramatic, all right. So there was these these baby sea turtles digging out of the sand, and and this uh, posh English woman saying, "For three days they have dug." To find the light of day, only to find death awaits them at every turn from the air and from the land. Uh, and so there's this really dramatic music and, and this little baby sea turtle is, is making his way to the water. This crab comes up and it's like this imperial death march music, da 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 da, as the crab's going and he's got his big, uh, you know, armored body, da da, and he's coming closer and da 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 as they show the sea turtle, and I was just watching it thinking, wow, this is way over the top. But my four-year-old, almost four, three-year-old, um, was just totally sucked in by this thing. She was so mesmerized. She was like, no, no, stop. And she was covering her eyes and then looking, you know, and like, I can't look, but I got to know what happened. And, and so, you know, there was every time a crab would eat a baby turtle, she'd start, oh, I can't believe, no, no. But but the our baby turtle, you know, the one that the show was about, she made it. She made it all right. the way only to find a shark waiting for her. And it was just this amazing uh, thing. And it... it I don't know that I have a point there. I just thought it was a cute story, uh, and it reminded me that uh, sometimes you need to look at the world with fresh eyes. I was looking at it from a cynical 40-year-old point of view, thinking, wow, this is over the top. She was looking at it from a very um, uh, fresh point of view, and it was major drama for her. So the drama of sea turtles was the the lesson of the night at my house. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kids are great. They, they really are. Uh, my, uh, well, almost two year old is kind of starting to get that way. You know, it's funny to see when they're young like that, see the, uh, sort of lights come on as they, uh, you know, they can flesh out stuff like that a lot more where they couldn't before. All right. So on to that, I'm going to go first because I think your stuff is more actually on topic for this show. So, okay. Um, just to recap, the last thing we told you before we left is I had taken uh, a new job uh, that was different than the new job <laughs> that I had planned to take. Uh, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, just north, actually, in a, a suburb called Woodstock is where we landed. Uh, on June uh, 15th was my last day of work uh, there uh, where I had been working for 15 years. June 16th... Um, that Saturday, I, I loaded up a trailer and rolled out of Texas and, uh, and, and drove for, uh, you know, it was two days, what it ended up being, uh, to get here. I was literally homeless for a while. I had a friend of mine who, who lives here, a um, friend of the show, Aaron Butler. He, uh, if you listen to other shows on the network, you know that name. Uh, he put me up in his spare room. I stayed there. I flew back and forth a lot to uh, Wisconsin to, to get trade, uh, certified in my new uh, line of work, uh, working in the healthcare profession, 
Uh, I'm not in education anymore. I'm not an, uh, an, an IT administrator anymore. I'm now a software guy working in, in the hardware uh, in the healthcare field. Uh, so I've been back and forth with all of that. I spent uh, three of the first five weeks I was here um, in Wisconsin or on Delta Airlines flying back and forth between Wisconsin and trying to find a house so that I could move my family up. Uh, so we found a place and uh, I flew back to Texas, packed them all up. And that was a whole big thing. Maybe I'll talk about it sometime, but all moving companies suck. That's the lesson you need to know. <laughs> There's not a good one in the bunch. They all suck. Uh, so the move was a hassle and very expensive and stuff got broken, but that's just, I think that's just the way it is. But we're finally all here. And literally this was the first opportunity that I've had to, to, to do this. I mean, I, I've been running nonstop. Uh, I was just, uh, you know, Saturday, this is Monday. We record this. I, I did uh, two shows last night on Sunday. I spent all day Saturday setting up my studio. I mean, that was as soon as I could get to it. So I, I, ru- I hushed, uh, rushed back to you as quickly as I could get here. Uh, but, uh, that signifies some big changes because for this, you know, for the last two years of this show, I've been the IT professional, right? The the the, the tightwad tech. That's sort of been me. I've I've been personified of the tightwad tech. Well, now I'm I'm not that anymore. I don't work in that field. Uh, so as time goes on, you know, our education focus is going to start to leave me behind, and um, the network administration stuff is going to start to leave me behind. So. Um, I don't know what that means for the show, uh, but it does mean that by by nature it's going to change over time. Uh, it it has to because because what I'm doing has changed and what Sean is doing has changed and and he'll talk about that in a minute. So um, it's it, everything is going to be different for us and therefore the product we produce is going to be different. But uh, you know I will do everything we can to make it better. Uh, and make it, uh, you know, worth listening to. But I just say that to, to say that, that things are going to be diverging in some way. Uh, I don't really know what it is, but but definitely from this point on, my skill set is going to start to atrophy in terms of, of what we usually talk about on this show. So whereas uh, I was sort of the the sage and Sean was the, the, uh, the newbie, that's sort of like the very beginning, the first show. That's sort of the roles we set up. That's going to start changing now, and I'm going to be the old has been, and he's going to be the 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 expert. And so, Sean, tell us a little bit about your new role as an expert. <laughs> Boy, that's a loose use of that word. Let me just tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, and I wanted to just kind of expand on that, Mark, because we we uh, you know talked off air about this and. Uh, wherein, uh, you know, maybe this, uh, this has always been kind of our flagship show. So, uh, you know, maybe we go head to head with, uh, guys like Leo Laporte and things, you know, we actually, uh, become a little bit more mainstream and I'd like to think that we'll always, uh, keep a little bit of that, uh, that tightwad tech, you know, uh, uh, you know, what's in our name there and that we'll always have our ear to the ground to, uh, all the great, uh, you know, cheap and free ways that you can do things, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, we we may work in some more mainstream uh, tech news and things like that. So uh, I like the way you put it, Mark. It's very uh, non-committal. You know, we're just gonna we're gonna go with the flow, right? Right. Well, so, and that's what we from the beginning. It's like we're us, and this is what we do, and so we're in transition. So the show is in transition, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, I'm going to, before, <laughs> before I really get into the professional side of what, what's been going on with me, I had to start out with a funny, a funny story. So, uh, yes, when we last, uh, aired the show, uh, things were happening very quickly for us. You know, Mark was, uh, very quickly going to be leaving his position. I needed to very quickly get there and fill that seat. And, uh, I jumped right on it, and as soon as I knew that I had the position, I was already moving on houses. And uh, so, just within a period of a couple of weeks, I found a house and, and was moving. Well, uh, well, just just to make sure people understand, you took the job I left. I'm not sure that right. that's entirely obvious. So, you are literally the new me there at the at the place where we both worked for three years. 
Right. It, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm taking up the mantle, you know, I'm, I'm, I've taken over uh, really all that you built. I mean, Mark, when you started there, there really was no uh, real tech to speak of. I mean, there was no network, you know. Well, in uh, 1997, but, nobody had tech. Tech was considered an Apple IIe sitting on a desk. Right. So, um, so, you know, yeah, I, you know, one thing is I take it very seriously. I mean, you put in 15 years of hard work, uh, scratching and clawing on a, on a education budget to build, uh, quite an impressive network, especially given the size of the school district. So, uh, you know, I'm coming in with the, uh, the mindset of, I don't want to ruin that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I don't know where we were going with that because I have a good story here, but <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, that so that that's kind of what I was stepping into. So, uh, but yeah, it was all happening very quickly, um, and I had so many different things going on at the same time. And uh, one of those, and I feel like I can share this with the uh, with our progressive audience. Okay, I, I imagine it's mostly guys out there, anyways. But I had uh, uh, scheduled to. And this, you know, you don't schedule these things, uh, you know, just a couple days out. You know, I had scheduled this for a while was uh, I was getting the old snip snip done. <laughs> oh, it, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just leave it at that. If you're old enough to know, then you know what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, I literally was, you know, had it scheduled out probably, I don't know, a month, month and a half in advance or whatever it was. So uh it just happens to fall with all these blocks falling into place that uh, literally I'm getting that done on Friday and moving on Saturday. And uh, as you can imagine, when you have such a procedure done, uh, the doctor tells you repeatedly, no heavy lifting, no, <laughs> you know, go home and sit on a frozen bag of peas. And uh, <laughs> so that's the directive. But I couldn't. So uh, now I did hire somebody to move me, but uh, at the same time, there's just you can't get around when you're moving, you know, lifting this box, moving it here, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, that first week that I started in the new position uh, and I tried to hide it as well as I could, but I, I, I definitely had a, a good limp. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how I started out the new position. Uh, so, yeah, just thought it was funny. Uh, and uh you know, glad to have all that behind me. <laughs> so is everybody uh, happy down below these days? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything's okay. great. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, I can tell you stories. If you're ever curious and you want to know, go ahead and contact me. You can <laughs> contact me on the social networks. I'll let you know uh, all about, you know, what the procedure was like. And, uh, yeah, my voice, uh, thanks, uh, Earl Wallace uh, in the chat room. Yes, my voice does pretty much sound the same. Uh Thankfully, boy. <laughs> yeah, we'd hate to ruin that. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, I guess I'll go into uh, just kind of what what my first impressions are, uh, you know, coming into this. And uh, Mark, you, you already know this, but I'm going to share it with the audience. You know, the situation I was walking into uh, was one where uh, when it was me and Mark, we had two highly qualified professionals it was and i like to think of it as we were kind of the dream team mark um mark had you know unquestionable technical chops and uh, i had an equally strong customer service background and given the roles that we were filling uh, i can't imagine that it could get much better um but now I'm coming into this and I don't have near the technical chops and, you know, I have enough knowledge there to, uh, you know, understand what's going on in the network and how everything's built out and, uh, you know, the basics of at least keeping it functional. Um, but it's just me full time. So I, I'm coming into a situation where I had, you know, there were two full time, highly qualified people. And now it's me doing the best to, to learn what I don't know on the fly and a, uh, a part-time assistant. So uh, like a lot of districts in Texas are doing, uh, they're scaling back on manpower and trying to save you know, dollars everywhere they can. And uh, so it, it's been extremely challenging in the fact that we, we actually have a network that grew. Uh, Mark, you know, we added, uh, I think, another 50 computers this summer, and uh, you added some last year. So in the time that I left, uh, the network's grown uh, by another 75 or 100 computers, which is, well, 
probably about 15%. Does that sound about right? Right. Yeah. You're, you're sitting around probably laptops and desktops altogether about 950 at this point. Right. So, uh, so that's the situation I walked into. Um, you know, not only are we technically as strong, uh, but we also are staffing fewer hours. Uh, so yeah, I've been a busy guy. Uh, and, and it's, it, it's been fun. Uh, I'm one of those that, uh, really likes to work hard and, uh, believes that, uh, the way you get ahead in life is outworking people. So, uh, it's really, uh, you know, elevated me to some degree. It was funny, Mark, uh, just the other day, and I, I wanted to tell you about this. Uh, it was, this was last week and we had teachers coming back this week. So it's a very, very busy. I mean, these are the top two or three, uh, busiest weeks of the year, probably for us. And I'm sitting there and it's so busy that I can't even sit at my desk, right? And I don't know if you ever got in this mode out there, but when things get really busy, I will stand up and it's like I'm at a command center and, um, you know, I'm taking calls and I'm answering my desk phone and my cell phone and everything else. And in the midst of it all, as I was, I was juggling all of this, uh, it really took me back. It's, it's been a while, but I used to be a finance executive. And uh, it was very much that way, too, just so incredibly busy and so many people trying, you know, to tug at your attention. And uh, I, 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 in the midst of that, I thought, man, I'm back. Uh, it felt really good. So I uh, thought I'd share that. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. yeah. My, my um, experience has been a little different, just, you know, to, to contrast that. Um, <clears throat> I went from being... Uh, an expert at the field to being a complete neophyte. Uh, this software that that uh, I've been working with, there literally aren't people out there. It's uh, it's 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 growing at a rate far faster than than uh, our people uh, skilled to to manipulate it and 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 administrate it. So I had to be trained up. Like I said, I spent uh, three weeks at the sort of mothership. Uh, for Epic, which is the name of the software, uh, in in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, and you know, getting trained. So I I I went back to college. I was sitting in a cube, right after having finally worked up to an office with a window. Now I'm back to a cube um, with tech manuals, uh, studying for eight hours a day. That was my job. And, and by, you know, a number of different, uh, local policies as well as just plain old federal regs, I'm not allowed to touch anything until I'm certified. So I was literally in every sense of the word useless. I, I, I couldn't, even if I knew how to do something, I wasn't allowed to. So I had to finish. So I had to take, uh, you know, uh, three courses and three tests and, and build two projects uh, and then I'm still I've still got a couple other tasks and a couple other projects to 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 finish before I'm completely done. But but today I finished that first level of certification. There's still two other levels I have to have to do. But now I'm actually useful. But for the last um, two and a half months, I have literally been worthless, and that has been very difficult for me. So you're the you're in the in the quote command center, you know, with everybody coming to you, and you're like the guy, right? You're you're in right. mission control. And I'm sitting back uh, in a cube under a fluorescent light uh, reading dry technical stuff with absolutely, literally, in every sense of the word, nothing to do. So <laughs> I am looking forward to that changing. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, like when uh, somebody, uh, some you know, elderly person has uh, an aneurysm or, uh, you know, something like that. What are they? Uh, a stroke. Uh, but they have the type of stroke that hits them physically, but mentally they're still a hundred percent. And I have to imagine that's kind of, you know, very similar, you know, you, you, you can't, uh, you know, wipe your chin or wipe your butt anymore, but <laughs> mentally you're all there, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I went from, I'm used to processing multiple streams of information at a time and making split decisions and, and, and doing things quickly and decisively to, being just this lump in the corner um right. and and completely unable to do anything uh you know uh from being the IT guy who manages things to fighting with the filter now I'm that guy now I'm the guy who's whining about the fact that he can't get to stuff because the filter is so uh, uh strict <laughs> and it's uh, it's just such a it's a whole different world so I, I think that'll be interesting as as we move on where I can I have a whole different perspective uh, of this tech stuff. 
you know, I was always the guy building and doing, and now I'm under the constraints of, of other people. And I've literally never experienced that in the tech world. As Sean said, I, I sort of, uh, grew up with tech. Um, and, and so I've never, I've never moved into a system that was fully in place and just become a cog in the wheel. So Sean is, uh, uh, stepping up and taking the charge and I'm stepping back and, and being, you know, sort of the unwashed masses. So it's going to be an interesting transition and I think it'll make for some compelling podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we can we can kind of bounce back and forth on this uh, going into the future. Uh, one thing I do want to uh, jump into is, you know, Mark, when we we've prepared for this move for several years, uh, it's been at least I don't know what maybe two three years ago, Mark, that we first really started talking about it is probably going to be an eventuality at some point. Yeah, I mean, the idea was that at some point I'm going to move on, and you were the logical successor. So I started teaching you more and more. Uh, you know, I, I just let's go back to early days of the show. I gave Sean his first job in tech, as he said. He was a he was a manager, he was a business guy, and that world sort of collapsed a few years ago. Uh, and I gave him a job in tech. So I mean, in in it's not out of character to say I taught him everything he knows, and so we. Uh, um, you know, we began that process of me handing off more and more responsibility and, and teaching him more things uh, for that transition to happen. And then he went and, and got another job somewhere else, and we thought that was just blown out of the water. Uh, and then it, it's come back, but just sort of not the way we had originally planned. Yeah, well, and, you know, that entire process, and, I, you know, I'm so thankful that I had it, uh, it it's interesting because I think I got a lot more preparation than probably, you know, the usual person in this situation. Uh, usually in this situation, somebody leaves kind of unexpectedly. He hasn't really trained up his replacement at all, which as a manager, you should always be doing. You should always be training somebody to be re your replacement. Uh, but anyway, um, so, you know, we, we had that, uh, you know, where you're, you're training me up and everything. And, um, and then at the same time, you're documenting, you know, you're, you're going in and I remember when you made that, uh, as a matter of fact, I still have it, the disc with all the documents, the kind of emergency, if I get hit by a truck yes, disc. Yes. It's in big uh, red letters in case of emergency. Right. Uh, so, you know, Mark did a really great job of both, uh, you know, creating documentation for the systems that were there and then also trying to, uh, train his replacement. And then uh, when the move actually came about, uh, we only had a couple of days, but uh, again, Mark went in and he created a Google document, uh, things Sean needs to be trained on. So these were holes in my knowledge that he hadn't quite gotten to yet, essentially, in the previous time that I was there. And uh, we, we just did kind of a jam session for a couple of days. And actually, we came in on a Saturday as well and did a little bit of work. And uh, it was a crash course on those systems that I hadn't really had uh, a whole lot of experience with. Um, so given that, you know, I, I had a lot more preparation than somebody normally would in my situation. And still it was not enough, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, in the notes I put well prepared but never fully prepared. I mean, you're just never going to be fully prepared for a situation like this. Yeah, but I got to give you credit. You you haven't called me as many times as I expected you to. I really thought that first <laughs> week I would need to have, you know, my phone uh, uh, at the ready. But, you know, you called a couple of times about, you know, the, the, there was a network issue that you didn't know enough about the topography to, to troubleshoot. But for the most part, you, you've either had no troubles or you've been handling them there on, on your own. So uh, uh, that's a good thing, I guess. Well, yeah, and that was my uh, that was my goal all along. You know, one, if I have a problem, unless it's just an absolute, you know, emergency, and I, I you know, it's a, it's a problem that I can't have down for a couple of hours or something like that, uh, then yeah, I'm, I might have to break out uh, Mark's number. But uh, really, my goal is to get in, and you know, if it's broken, I don't know it, or you know, then I'm gonna do what I need to do and uh, find the answer out. Uh, and it's just the same way that we, you know, always do it, right? What, what, where's the first place you go? You know, you open up Google and you <laughs> see who else has had that problem. Uh, so uh, I've certainly tried to do that as much as possible. Uh, I know that, you know, Mark is in a similar situation. He's got a ton of things going on. He was dealing with moving his family and everything else. So um, 
you know, it's so easy and, you know, we see it out of our end users all the time where rather than figure out the answer to a problem, they want to go the easy route, pick up that phone, put in a trouble ticket, you know, whatever, um, rather than check to see, oh, you, you know, it's just unplugged. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so this is just that at a higher level. So I really try to restrain myself and, and just say, you know, there's a problem there. Let me, let me figure it out. Um, and we should always be striving to do that anyway in, in our line of work because that's the nature of what we do. We, you've got to be a problem solver. You can't be one of those people that constantly turns around and looks for somebody else to answer the question for you. Yeah. And uh, you, you taught me that well, Mark, uh, because uh, I can't tell you how many times, guys, that uh, I'd be working on a problem and I was having that mental block. I was having that kind of normal user sort of, you know, uh, I, I just can't figure it out, you know, and the walls would go up and you start, you, you really stop thinking outside the box. You can't really come up with anything. And Mark would come and, you know, I'd ask him, Mark, I, I just can't figure this out. And he'd come and he would just sort of walk me through the steps, you know, okay, let's think about it. Let, let's really break this down logically. You know, let's stop the frustration and let's get back to thinking logically and, you know, what's causing this problem, what are the possible causes of that and, and so, so on. And uh, that's, that again, great training, served me very well. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I guess, Mark, if anything, you should pat yourself on the back for the fact that I'm not calling, uh, blowing up your phone. I feel like a proud papa. <laughs> so uh, next over, uh, and I'm, I'm filling the big man's shoes again, uh, just this last week, uh, we have a teacher, she's a tech teacher, and she always is the one that gets called on whenever uh, they have any sort of a, uh, I don't know, any sort of a group meeting where they're going to do some sort of demonstration or something. And they always call on her to do some sort of promo video or whatever, right? And she's always the one that gets to put this stuff together. Well, in the past, what she always did was she would call on Mark, the golden voice, you know, the, the man with the golden pipes, Right. Yes, that's true. Several times she would have me, she'd uh, give me a script and say, would you, would you narrate this and we'll put it over whatever. Right, right. And uh, so I got the first of those uh, this past week uh, and it was, it was fun. And at the same time, it was really scary because I'm like, you know, Mark really has a good voice. He really does have that radio man voice, you know, that uh, uh, is, is hard to come by. You can't Why, fake it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, again, yeah, I was, uh, doing my best to emulate that as, as much as possible. And that presentation actually went out to the staff today and I was nervous. I'm sitting there the whole time. I'm trying not to look nervous. Like I'm really worried about it, but I really was. And you know, there's really no initial impression from the crowd. It's not like people st stood up and gave a standing ovation or anything. But uh, afterwards, as we're eating lunch, uh, several people came up to me and said, you know, I couldn't tell at first, but, uh, you know, then I realized that was you. And, you know, you you, you sounded really good and really professional. And uh, so I got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of compliments and that made me feel good. So... <laughs> Yet, so, yet another way, I'm emulating you, Mark. I'm like Mark Jr. It's um, those podcasting chops coming uh, into full fruition there. I mean, you've had two years of, of practice now, see? Yeah, yeah. And I, I do think back to that because I remember our first couple of shows and just how nervous we both were. I mean, you could hear it in our voices if you go back and listen to those. And it takes a little while to get all of this gear and the mic in front of your face and actually, you know, sound like you're just having a conversation. So, uh yeah, yeah, lots of fun. Uh, and Mark, this last one that I have, and I have been intentionally withholding it from you. <laughs> yeah, just, I saw that. Yeah, I, because it's been about three weeks now. Well, and well I first, wanted, I want to, I want to go before you say that. Okay. Uh, you know, when when you left your previous job, you had to give up your beloved MacBook Pro. So, uh, are, yes, are you, are you doing okay with that? Are the withdrawals, have they subsided? Did, did you have to have some methadone or how'd that, how'd that whole process go for you? You know, the only thing, one, it's, it was part of, uh, I had it set up as part of my recording equipment, so it didn't ever move. Now, one thing that's impressive about the Mac is when you're mobile with it, you know, you close the cover, it's just the feel of those devices. You can feel the quality, right? 
so, but I didn't carry that thing around with me all the time. So I didn't really miss that. The only thing I really miss about that device is, is the multi-touch pad. It just, that thing worked awesome. And you, after you've used it for a few minutes and you go back over to windows machine, you really notice the difference. Uh, Mark, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of like, uh, there's a utility that both me and Mark love called cat mouse. Say, and you install- I am uh, rather impressed with my uh, MacBook <laughs> Pro. I, I do enjoy it. <laughs> never going to live that down. No, never going to happen. <laughs> well, you're, you're going to have another one. I keep it on. Soon. I keep it on a soundboard right here, so I can play it at any time. <laughs> I have to say, I am uh, rather impressed with my uh, MacBook Pro. I, I do enjoy it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, but I, I, I don't miss it too much, but like I was saying, you know, cat mouse, uh, Mark, we've, we've done that, you know, you work with a computer that oh, yeah, has cat, yeah. cat mouse installed for a year and then you go jump on one that doesn't and you notice immediately that cat mouse is missing. Yeah, remember so, uh, we did a, I think we did a show, uh, about all the, the essential tools you can't live without the things right. that you have to put on as soon as you, you get a computer. I'm not allowed to have any of those at work. Like, wow, you know, oh, really? just like PDF creator and, and the virtual win where I have multiple desktops and, and a cat mouse is one of the things. Anytime I try to download one of those, I go to SourceForge and it says blocked, just possible spam sharing, whatever. I can't have Dropbox. I can't have Google Drive. It's like these are the tools that I have lived my life by for so many years and I don't have them. So it's interesting to, uh, I know it's withdrawal. It's difficult. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, not really missing the Mac too much, uh, quite honestly. Uh, but <laughs> there could be a reason for that uh, because I now have an iPad. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Yes. Which, which one, the iPad 1, 2, or 3? No, I got the new one. Okay. Um, with the, uh, yeah, the quote-unquote retina display. Um which is good yeah. because without retinas, it's really hard to see. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, and I, I have to say, uh, I, I do really love my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I wasn't recording. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, my iPad's great. Uh, but I'll be honest, I was really skeptical on this one. I, I kind of talked myself into it, you know, uh, back a few shows when we were talking about if you build it, uh, we talked about coming in and uh, kind of hitting a taking an e- easy one, uh, hitting an easy home run. And a couple of my administrators are uh, well. They basically they they purchased the Edgeforia suite and uh, which they've always used this version of it, which was the PDOS. Uh, which is kind of the professional, like the 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 principals will go around and and do their critiques of the teachers um, on this system. Well, this system is very heavily developed for Apple products. Uh, they have uh, apparently a really good iPad app. Uh, since I've never had to perform that function, I don't, you know, I can't say, you know, that I necessarily think so. But everything I've heard from every administrator is that. The iPad app for PDOS is the bomb, and you got to get an iPad for that one purpose. So, had a couple of them that had gone through PDOS training this summer, and they were kind of hitting me up on, uh, you know, I need to get an iPad. So, I said, okay, you know, that's fine. And, you know, being the tech administrator, yeah, you, you know, have I don't to be have... able to support it, right? Right. You know, I need to be familiar with these machines. So I went ahead and talked myself into getting one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was, you know, uh, one, I hit a home run with uh, the people that I'm going to work uh, most closely with. So that was a, a good thing. Uh, so I didn't feel too badly uh, about, you know, the money spent. But I've also found, Mark, that it's become almost at this point indispensable when it comes to doing my job. And it's not necessarily things that couldn't be done another way, but I find that I'm even a little bit more productive, uh, whether that a little bit more actually justifies the expense or not. Uh, you know, that's, that's still questionable. Well, let me jump in here and say that we, we ragged on the iPad really hard 
a lot of times, but they've Apple fixed a lot of those things that we complained about. Um, right. The 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 latest version is 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 higher powered and and you know it still doesn't have flash and I think that's a big uh, negative. It still doesn't have a keyboard and I think that's a big negative. But as a second device. I think it's really worthwhile, but I don't still don't believe it. It's a, uh, a worthwhile as a primary device. If I took away your desktop computer, the iPad wouldn't be enough for you. But as a well, uh, as an auxiliary augmentary device, it's good. Well, and Mark, I mean, you hit you really hit the nail on the head because the to me, you know, in my job function, the compelling app for the iPad for you know somebody who's supporting tech, Citrix. No. Well, it would be if, if yeah. I was in a Citrix environment, but for me, in my environment, log me in. Uh, Isn't so, that like a $50 app on the iPad? No, no, no. Now, they have a, a more expensive premium version, but the, okay. the free the free is fine. Um, and so I immediately, you know, on the fly, anywhere I'm at, I have my desktop available to me, and it's actually navigable. I mean, you can actually use it. Uh, so... Uh, that had me sold. I really did not feel guilty about the purchase after that because now I'm having to kind of retrain my mind because so often now I find myself in a situation where normally I would not be able to really do something. I'd say, well, let me, you know, let me get back to my desk or let me, uh, you know, when next time I get around a computer or something, I'll, I'll take care of that. Uh, but now, uh, I, I'm getting a little bit better at it as I just pop the iPad out and, uh, you know, I'm solving some things a little bit more on the fly. Um, and it, it's, uh, yeah, it's nice. Now, I will admit that outside of that, it's still just a media consumption device. I mean, I watch Netflix. I, I probably spend more time watching Netflix and reading books on it than <laughs> anything else. So, yeah, I've said that a, a lot of times. The, the iPad's number one best trick is that it can connect you to a real computer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that's absolutely it. Uh, there's a lot of good apps, you know, we're Google apps for, uh, uh Google apps for domains, uh, school district. And, uh, there are, uh, you know, you can't give Apple the credit for these, but there's a lot of developers that have developed tie-ins for Google accounts. So, uh, as far as, inter you know, interacting with your Google accounts and your docs and everything else. Um, it, it works really well too. And I had heard, and I think we, we probably bashed on this in the past too, Mark, is that it, it didn't integrate well with those, but uh, that's come a long way as well. All right. Well, thanks for that update. So maybe we'll do a whole show on on the iPad just to, oh. for equal time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll... <laughs> I was thinking that, you know, if we wanted to get a boost in ratings, you know, we could do Sean's uh, iPad app review, but I, I still am having a hard time stomaching that one. And, uh, you know, it, it's still something that even in our district, it's not anything that we could do widespread. You know, if I wanted to do another PR move, maybe I could do a set of four of them in a classroom somewhere or something like that. But um there's no way I could ever do like a classroom set or anything crazy like that. But you know, so many people are doing it. It's such a it's 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 almost expected now that schools are doing iPad pilots and that sort of thing. So maybe Sean, maybe we're just missing something, and I don't know what it is. But uh, all those schools that I see doing it, and and maybe it's just my experience, uh, already have rich access to technology, and the iPad is simply an additive to it. I haven't seen anybody. Uh, who's who? That's the only computer that anybody has, teachers included. Um, you know, it, it's. I just think we're not there yet, and I want to be. I'm not bashing uh, the iPad in this case. I want to to have. You know, I was a huge proponent of Palms back in the day. I thought this is awesome. We'll give every kid uh, a Palm, and and they they can beam their homework to their teachers and. Um, you know, I believe in that form factor. I believe in the in giving the uh, a student the power of the world in the palm of his hands. I just don't think we're doing it right yet. Nobody's figured out, and I think the best machine, honestly, that anybody has has uh, come close to was the the tablet PCs that Microsoft was uh, and HP and Toshiba were all big into a few years ago. I think they came closest, but they still had a lot of problems. Uh, and I think that you know somebody's going to nail it and hit it out of the park, and I'm going to be their biggest fan. But right now, I just don't think anybody's done it. Yeah, and I think there's, uh, well, you know, just me talking about it, you know, so I get my hands on one of these devices and I get, you know, I have it all day long with me. And 
and I, I, you know, I'm a tech and it was a lot of work to really retrain myself to effectively use this thing. I mean, I didn't want to get it and just, you know, have it be a toy. I mean, I, you know, I bought it for work, uh, but it's, it's taken some effort. And if it's taken me some effort, then you have to know that, you know, you put this in the teacher's hands. The teachers are really probably the ones that will have the hardest time really using them effectively uh, because uh, the students, the younger generations, they pick these things up and, you know, so long as you're keeping it educationally focused, uh, sure, the, the, you know, they can navigate them fine. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's the teachers I see that really have the hardest time wrapping their mind around, you know, just – uh, the best and most effective way to use this. Uh, they they certainly seem to have an idea of what's the best way for students to use them, uh, or you know they at least have an idea of what. But uh, you know, as far as a teacher using it, which I think could be very effective, uh, there's just nothing there. You know, you don't Night, even hear about it. You know, Nightstar in the chat room says it's easy access to Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh. Yeah, I have to say, I l I'd certainly love it when I get home. Uh, and, and this device does, it changes, it completely changes purpose when between work and home. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, and, and I've, uh, I found that I use my laptop quite a bit less. So, but again, you know, what are you doing when you're at home? You know, hopefully you're not, you know, burning the midnight oil too much and working. Uh, you know, you're, you're looking to relax and chill out. So it's a great device for that, uh, you know, and, I don't have to have, uh, you know, my boys uh, boiling under a hot laptop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got to say that, uh, you know, I've said this many times around my house. It's a media device. It's the a, a number one entertainment device in my house. And I, I'm, I'm sold on the iPad for home. Uh, I'm just not there for school yet. Yeah, and, you know... I don't know. It seems like the price points come down. Of course, if you go to the Apple site, uh, the price point has come down on older generations that they're still selling. Um, but, you know, and if you could talk about these devices being true replacements for your existing desktop environment, uh, then it's not such a bad deal. But like you said, Mark, they're just not quite there yet. Um, the lack of a keyboard is still is a killer. And I know there's people out there that talk about, oh, I type all day on the iPad keyboard and whatever. No, just no. Uh, <laughs> that means you were a bad typist on a keyboard is what that right, means. Right, right, exactly. I mean, come on, really? There is no way that I could type as effectively as quickly. And I type very fast. So, you know, maybe that has something to do with it. But uh, there, there's just no way. Um, I've looked at uh, Bluetooth keyboards for it, you know, potentially. Um, not sure if I need one of those or not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not doing a lot of document creation on it, uh, and I can't figure out if that's a chicken before the egg type thing. You know, uh, I don't know if I stay away from the document creation because I don't have a keyboard, or uh, you know wh what the deal is there. But uh, yeah. So anyway, th this is our first iPad show. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't plan to go down that route, but uh, you mentioned iPad, and we both have opinions, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, All right. so... I, I'm it, talked out, man. Yeah, you, you've you've been uh, the, the primary adjutant this week. Right, right. So I, I, I guess the, the next thing I'll say is, uh, if we're going to be changing the nature of this show as I, as I said at the beginning uh, is inevitable. It's not like we're setting out to do that. Uh, I just recognize the fact that it's going to happen. Maybe we should be intentional about doing that. If it's going to happen anyway, maybe we should be intentional. And so tell us, uh, you know, we say this every week, uh, except the three months we didn't do a show, but we say this every week. Uh, you know, we, we, we need your feedback. You tell us how this goes. This is user programmed uh, radio. And, and that's true. All of those things have never ceased to be true. Uh, so what, what do you think if you could remake the Taiwan tech with these two people, I'm not, I'm not giving you license to throw me off the show, but stipulating that we still have to be the hosts, what would you like this show to be if we could totally scrap it and start over again or, or not scrap it, but, but branch off, 
what what would you do? So that's my question of the week, uh, and I'd like you know emails or, or uh, comments on that. Uh, you can go to elementopi.com, uh, hop in the forums there, and, and uh, post a comment, or you can email us, um, uh, Mark at elementopi, Sean at elementopi.com. Or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Just put Element and Opie together. You're going to find us. So that's my question for the week. Uh, what if we're going to take a new direction? What should that new direction be? And, you know, there'll be 90 responses and 115 different answers, but that's okay. I'm interested in polling the audience. So there's my little, um, I don't know, question, commercial. I'm not sure what that was. Uh, So having said that, we'll move on to our tips of the week. And yes, in the 12 weeks I had off, I came up with a tip of the week. I haven't had one of those in a while. (laughs) So our tech tip for this week, and and I can't say it's one that I've used, uh, but it's one that um, um, it's it's the type of service that is uh, very useful, and it's it's that that age old problem: how do you get somebody a big file? Uh, you, we still, I think it's ridiculous. I think Gmail needs to open it up and say that you can send 10 gig attachments in email if you want. I think it's ridiculous that we have these arbitrary limits on file sizes. Not many people are going to do it, you know, and I, I guess probably all the people who are going to do it are going to be sending pirated copies of Debbie Does Dallas, and that's why I don't, they don't want that. But, um, you know, Sean and I frequently have to send large files back and forth when we're editing shows, that sort of thing, and, and there are people who do that, and it's difficult. It's still difficult. Well, uh, skyfile.co is a, a company that uh, is set out to make it a little less difficult. It's uh, lots of, you've seen lots of these things before where it's uh, uh, uploaded and you send a link to somebody, but this is really um, super simple in that you just drag your file if you're on a, a modern browser, sorry, IE6 users, uh, you just drag your file right into the browser uh, and it spits you a link that you give to somebody. That's all there is to it. There's no login. There's no password. There's no security if you're worried about that. But the whole point of this is to share a file with somebody, right? So uh, you just drag it in there. It spits out a link. You give somebody the link. They get the file. Skyfile.co. That's my tip of the week. All right. Well, I'll jump in here with a teacher tip of the week. And mine is thatquiz.org. This site, it's, it's not pretty. Okay, so if you need one of these that has, uh, you know, shiny, glassy uh, buttons and things like that, it, it's not that, but it's kind of a quiz-generating engine. You can you can choose different areas. They've got a lot of math. Uh, I would say about two-thirds of it is math-based. Yeah, clearly but, uh, this website was designed by a mathematician. Yeah, absolutely, because the design is the design side is a little dry. But uh, it's got math for really all ages. Uh, you know, they cover different concepts, even as far as money and time and things like that, and uh, working with graphs and things. Uh, but they also go into vocabulary, geography, science. Uh, they have some other uh, different areas that you can go in there. And uh, you just go into one of these, and you can kind of set some different uh, preferences. So I'm going to jump into uh, just the money one, just as a as an example. And it has this thing that you know what is probably for maybe like a third grader or something. You know, it's got a picture of two quarters, and it says you know what's the value. And this is the kind of quiz that it's going to generate, and you can give it different. Uh, different parameters so you know what's the length of the quiz and uh, you know how difficult so you can kind of set, set the difficulty level and this one being about money you can say for US or Canada or the euro or or even do comparisons and things uh, and this is just one area they, they go into uh, all the mathematical uh, discipline disciplines geometry and calculus and things like that uh, again all the way down to even for the little kids um, so it's it's very customizable, and that's what I think is really unique about it. Uh, and the student gets immediate feedback. So as you uh, you take the quiz, then it gives you an opportunity to go back. It gives you one opportunity to go back and correct your mistakes. Uh, and then, uh, if not, then you kind of get this final of uh, this is uh, this is how many you got right out of so many. Uh, so it's a great little tool. I was really impressed by it. And uh, go check it out. Maybe it's something you can use in your classroom. Thatquiz.org. Does it work on the iPad? I haven't tried that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. It, that might be Flash-based. It there looks like JavaScript, some- if I had my guess. 
Yeah, there's some drag and drop stuff in there too. So yeah, well, yeah, it's probably yeah, maybe. Yeah. I I think you're right. Probably JavaScript is the uh the better answer there, but anyway. All right. Thank you for that, Sean. So that's the first show in a while where we've had two tips of the week. Um Yes. <laughs> Uh, I just sort of did the whole contact thing, so uh, I'll just reiterate it quickly. ElementOP.com, uh, find us in the forums there. Uh, send us an email. Find us on Twitter, Facebook. Phone number, if you want to leave us a voicemail, 559-IAMOPIE. Uh, I won't be... Um, answering that it goes straight to a voicemail box uh but you can leave us a voicemail there and we will play it on the air just a quick side note about phone numbers i want to poll the audience i did this on twitter and facebook uh, a while back but uh, i'll throw it out here to the the large uh tightwad tech audience i moved from texas to georgia i didn't get a home phone didn't see the need for it should i change my cell phone number to a georgia number what do you think? What say you all? My current um, thinking is no, that it doesn't serve any purpose. Nobody pays long distance anymore. Uh, most metropolitan areas have several uh, area codes anyway, and so nobody really pays a whole lot of attention to area codes. I think there's kind of no reason for it. I've been here for two months and haven't really seen a reason for it, but I just want to see I want to poll the audience and see what you think. Uh, but also, uh, there's a, a gadget I have ordered. It's supposed to be here uh, this week, and I'll hopefully be able to review it next week. And I don't even remember the name of it now. Uh, but it's a little box that you buy outright, and it uh, is a, a SIP phone uh, connection to a Google Voice account. So you can plug an analog phone tie it into your internet access, give it a Google voice number, and you can make incoming and outgoing uh, calls um, to your Google voice number with a regular analog house phone. So that's my plan for a house phone. Uh, I'm going to get a Google voice number local to Georgia, uh, to Atlanta, and uh, and I will give people and tell them that's my home number. Uh, the, the reviews on Amazon are mixed. Uh, as our reviews often on Amazon, there's thousands of one-star reviews saying, I just took this thing out of the package and it looks like crap. And then there's thousands of five-star reviews saying, I just took this thing out of the package and it's awesome. There's very right. few times do you see, hear somebody says, I've been using this for seven months and here's a well-reasoned uh, review of it. They always tend to be knee-jerk. But anyway, I'll, I'll let you know how it goes out. It was uh, it was 40 bucks, 50 I don't. It was in, totally inexpensive. One time ever, no monthly fee. Uh, so uh, if it works, I'll let you know. If it doesn't, I'll let you know. But that's what I plan to do for a home phone right now. And my reason for that is because I don't want my kids to have to memorize two cell phone numbers if if they get in trouble and they need to call home there need to be one number that they can call so that's my reason for having a house phone so that has doesn't have anything to do with anything i just thought it was interesting and so i mentioned it is it uh is that, is that something that we can talk about as being tight water approved too is it fairly cheap well like i said it was like 50 dollars one time oh, ever. okay that's right yeah okay uh so okay. that's pretty tight wide uh yeah no no monthly fees no no nothing i mean there, there's no setup fee I mean, obviously, you got to have internet connection, but I do. Uh, so, right. yeah, it's uh, it was one time, and it was, and I looked at other services. You know, this one's five dollars a month, and this one's seven dollars a month, and um, and just they none of those were worth it to me. And there's what ooh, ooh ma, I think it's called something like that, where it's like two hundred dollars ever, um, mm -hmm. and and you don't uh, pay anything. But if you want nine one one service, e nine one one service. That's like four dollars a month. Apparently, this thing—I wish I could remember the name of the device. Uh, you can you can go trick out e nine one one, but it's very technical. I'm not afraid of technical, but that's what a lot of the uh, comments were. You've got to you've got to be a computer guy to figure this out. And I just wanted a phone. Well, I'm a computer guy, and I, I'm looking forward to playing with it. So anyway, just let you know. All right. Well, I, I want to uh, just throw this out there before we, we cut out since we're uh, just at the very end of the show here. Uh, we've made a change to the recording time. So if you do recall, if you joined us live back when we were uh, recording before the break, we would start at 9 Central. Uh, we're moving that up a little bit since Mark has moved forward a, a time zone. So we'll be 8 Central and uh, 9 Eastern, I guess. Right, Mark? Yeah, because uh, last night I did two shows starting at uh, uh, 9 p.m. and ending at roughly 1 a.m. 
And I realized quickly I couldn't do that. I don't understand. I'm, I'm not an East Coaster, but that's the way people live here. Like, if you're going to watch Monday Night Football, it starts at like 8.30 or 9. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how they do it. I guess I'm going to evolve into some other sort of being here, but, uh, moving up a time zone is, is an odd thing. Everything happens later here. People go out to dinner at nine o'clock at night. Uh, I don't, I don't understand it, but maybe I will become one of them. Maybe the pod people will assimilate me. Maybe that's why they're always grumpy. That could be. Yeah, they don't have any. They don't ever get any sleep, right? Because you still got to be at work at the same time in the morning, right? Right. It'd be one thing if I could roll into work at ten thirty, but no, it's I still got to be there at eight. Yeah. Well, Mark, uh, I've got to say, it it lived up to my expectations. It's been great to be back behind the mic, and this was truly a great show. All right, the magic words have been spoken, and therefore, no more content can be added to the show. Uh, So there's nothing left for me to say, but uh, this is Mark signing off. And Sean signing off.